Welcome back, Duck Wrestling fans, to another episode of the podcast, Duck Insider. You're joined here by the coaching staff, and it's been a little bit, so we just want to kind of update you guys on the program, where everyone's at. Um, obviously, we turned over the, the calendar. We're in 2023 now. Happy New Year to all, and we're very excited to kind of get our 2023 schedule going, um, which will be a big talking point in this episode. We have a great schedule lined up. Um, it's been a little bit since you guys seen us on the mat, so... Uh, it should be it should be good. Um, so, Joe, we'll actually start first with uh, how intercession's been going. Obviously, the guys been back for a little bit practicing, so I think the guys have been practicing really well. But what are your thoughts of uh, intercession practice so far? Yeah, it's been um, it's been really great. You know, I think we as a coaching staff took a little bit of a different approach um, to what we did over this intercession, not just in regards to our competition, but also our training. Um, we gave the guys a little bit more time off from competition. You know, typically we would have come back and I mean, there's been years past where we've sent some guys to Midlands right after Christmas. We typically compete like the opening weekend of January. Um, but, uh, we decided to hold off, do a new event. You know, we're going to these Bud Whitehill duels at Lycoming, which will be a two day team tournament. Um, I think from my memory, this will be the first time in nine years that we've ever done a team tournament. And even when I competed here, might not have done a team tournament since maybe we went to like Virginia duels and I might've been like a freshman or a sophomore in college. I don't really remember. So um, definitely a big change there, but you know, I think that there's some value to go into this team tournament and having the guys wrestle for one another and, and compete well together. And it'll be a two day weigh-in. So there's, there's some continuity there with the postseason. Um, but we just wanted to give the guys some extra time to just kind of really dive into technique, you know, get, get reacclimated with coming back on the campus, coming off of final exams and going home for Christmas. So, you know, we went pretty heavy in the first week, um, or so, you know, we did two a days leading right up to new year's, um, gave the guys new year's day off. And then we kind of went on a little bit, you know, started tapering down towards this competition that we'll have next week. And we're wrapping up, um, Today, our, our second week of training since since Christmas, um, and we just staggered our training a little bit more. We didn't do two-a-days every day. We did two-a-days every other day, um, and we're giving the guys Saturday and Sunday off to promote recovery, and, you know, if they want to come in and do something on their own, they can, um, you know, whether that be just rehab or just stretching and feeling good, um, and then we'll have one practice a day, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week before we get on the road on Thursday. So um, it was a nice, and it, and it is, and it's going to continue to be a nice cycle of training, you know, where we went really heavy in the beginning, medium in the middle, lighter at the end, and, and hopefully it just culminates in great performances, great weight management um, for this second semester push, which is uh, going to be pretty competitive. And I, and I think that we're all really looking forward to it. Yeah. And you brought up a good point. And also as, as a coaching staff, we talk about this a lot, but, you know, why don't you talk about that recovery mindset piece a little bit more? I think as we continue to go on, college wrestling is understanding that. And we kind of create our training cycle more of like a division one format, especially with the match count for our starters and stuff. So why don't you talk about that piece a little bit and how important it is for these guys to feel fresh as we kind of head in. Cause it's a two semester sport. It's pretty long. And, um, you know, I, I think we've done a lot of change and, and growth there since we kind of came on as coaches and to where we're at now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that there's value to looking to other programs, top flight programs across the country and, you know, just seeing where they have their wrestlers at, 
leading into the postseason, you know, what their dual meet schedule looks like, what their tournament schedule looks like. And I'm not saying that those teams are always doing it right, but I do think that there's something to learn there. And then you kind of build it into your own philosophy and you make it your own. And, you know, they're just kind of giving you the framework and then you use your own imagination and you cater to the guys who you have on your team. So I think over the last couple of years, we've experienced that some of our guys benefit better from, you know, not getting 40 matches in a year. Some guys want to get a lot of matches. They feel like they need to, you know, work through some things and they need a high match count to feel like they are. Um, some guys are managing their weight appropriately, but benefit from not having to make weight every single weekend uh, or multiple times a week. Um, so I think it's just, you know, it's an evolving sport. Um, we need to evolve as coaches. We need to um, be able to make adaptations for certain individuals who might be going through certain things um, and just be flexible. Um, but as we be, as we are flexible, we still need to uphold the standards of our program. We need to have an eye keenly focused on hard discipline training, um, but it's got to be done smart. So uh, it's important that these guys get recovery and they feel fresh. You know, like you said, Anthony, it's a long season. It's six months. Um, and these guys coming out of high school, you know, it's almost it's probably a little bit more than double what their season is. So that's a big culture change for them. And um, we want these guys feeling fresh. We want them to be invigorated when they're showing up to practice, be motivated to, to do well and develop their skills and hone their talents. Um, we want them to look forward to showing up to practices, not, you know, be like, oh, you know, this is our just another practice or whatever the case might be. So we try to find some things to mix it up. We play some games. We, you know, we do some workouts in the pool. We get outside and run when it's nice. We, you know, try to use other parts of our facility to get the most out of our guys. We're fortunate enough to have a really nice wrestling room where, where these guys don't feel like they're bogged down and crowded, um, you know, created a good environment. And I think the other thing that's really important is we communicate the training to these guys. You know, we communicate to them why we're doing what we're doing. It's it's not a secret. We want them to understand it. We want them to be motivated by it. We want them to buy into it. Um, you know, I think within the four walls of our program, you know, I don't I don't think we communicate very much with people outside of the program. And I think that that's by design. But within the four walls of our program, there's nothing but transparency. You know, there's no secrets between the coaching staff. There's no secrets between the athletes and the coaching staff, uh, unless it's something that would hinder their performance. Um, but we've experienced that, you know, having that level of transparency only promotes their performance, you know, because you explain to them the way you want them to think through it and the way you want them to understand what we're doing and why we're asking them to do what they are. Yeah, no, that's really well said. And, uh, to kind of touch on that too, I'm not sure if you know off the top of your head, but we actually did a little bit of a cross training competition with the guys, did a little triathlon, um, to kind of kick off. And I think, the guy who won it was Newberry, right? He, he, he took the top, top spot, but who do you have in the, in the, let's say it's top five in that triathlon. And it wasn't, it was a unique triathlon because we don't have the bike situation. So it was a swim, it was a run. And then the last one was jump rope. Uh, those were the three events. It was 2000 jump rope, a two mile run, and then 750 yard swim. So you got those results or well, I know, did. Lucky for, lucky for you, we're on a Zoom call. And my computer is right in front of me. So um, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just like you said, and it was a swim, run and jump rope. Um, so a triathlon in the sense that we had three different events. But uh, 
Newberry did win. Um, he he dominated uh, two of the three events. To be honest, um, you know I think he was like almost two minutes ahead of anybody else who did the swim. And um, I I know he was forty five seconds in front of the next closest guy to two thousand jump ropes. Um, Ryan Smith uh, finished right behind him, um, and then Hunter took home the bronze. And then we had uh, Kyle Slendorn in fourth, Harrison in fifth, Luke in sixth, and then Frank Medina in seventh. All right, and, nice. Uh, Chris rounded out the top eight. So, so yeah, so it was a good, uh, you know, we did that right, like, you know, we did that right when we came back from, uh, from Christmas break. And again, like you said, I would just, try to mix it up with these guys, have a little bit of fun. And I, and I think most importantly, that underlying tone is com- competition. You know, we want these guys to uh, harness their ability to compete. Um, and it's, that, that's, a, that's a difficult thing to understand and, and create um, situations in which these guys really compete at a, at a level of intensity, which we want them to on the weekends. So you throw these things in there that, you know, we're updating the guys after each event. We did one event every day in between our practices or for part of our practice or as a warm up or as a closeout of a practice. And um, yeah, it just gives these guys something to look forward to when they show up to practice. Not that they're not looking forward to being on the mats and wrestling, but, but uh, I, I think, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So as, as we kind of move forward here uh, before we kind of talk about the outlook of the competition schedule, uh, let's touch about the, where, where the rankings are at. The latest NWCA poll just come out and D3 Wrestle also came out with the latest individual rankings. Also a handful of guys ranked in both polls. Um, we're going to focus more on the teams, the team setting right now, tournament wise, we're sitting uh, in the four spot and dual meet wise, we're sitting in the, the six spot. So just talk about, you know, where we, we sit as a team that way and, you know, kind of where, where we plan on going moving forward. Yeah, I think that, you know, we're, we're right where we have been for most of the year. You know, maybe we go up a spot, down a spot, don't change from one ranking to the other. Um, it's not wildly important to me. It's not wildly important to me about individual rankings either. Um, we are who we are as a program. We represent ourselves based on the way that we perform week in and week out. And, you know, one week we might compete and, and have a performance that's worthy of the number one spot in the country. and Another week we might fall off and not compete the way that we should have. But our overall goal as a program is to be at peak performance come end of February, beginning of March. So that, that is what our goal is as a program. So if, if we fall up and down in, in the time it takes to get there, there are just opportunities for us to learn. And that's what it's all about for us. You know, we, we build as challenging of a schedule as we can. Um, and and we embrace it. We, we want to find opportunity for us to compete against the best guys in the country um, and, and put our best foot forward and compete the best that we can on that day and take away something to learn from it. So um, <clears throat> I'm excited about it. I, I think that there, we have a good amount of guys. I think we have half of our lineup ranked nationally within the top 15. Um, I think four of those five guys are in the top four in the country. And um, I think the other five guys who are outside of the top 15 um, are very, very capable of 
being on the podium in March, uh, you know, beyond qualifying for the national tournament, but be a point scorer for us um, at the NCAAs. And, that, that, and that's what we need, right? We, we, are, we are building to a point where our goal is to get as many guys as we can to the national championship and then score as many points as we can there. It doesn't matter if we have one guy, three guys, 10 guys, everybody takes to the level of responsibility that their job is to go out and score as many points as they can every single match. Um, so I think that we're just preparing ourselves um, for that. The rankings are meaningless at this point. They, they mean nothing to us um, leading up to any specific dual meet. They mean nothing to us leading up to any tournament, honestly. Um, you know, we, we, um, we sink our teeth into the rankings that come out, uh, you know, the day after the national championships have been wrestled. Yeah. So, um, but as we said that too, like moving forward, it kind of touches on our, our competition schedule and uh, we kind of been talking about on social media, you know, our home slate and, you know, some teams we got on the horizon here. Um, and, and, you know, our guys are going to be tested, uh, which is good. It's what we want. And again, it comes back to what we were talking about, you know, be prepared for March, being prepared for regionals. Um, so we have some great dual meets lined up, obviously, uh, you know, big one against NYU at home. Um, that's our next home event. Um, and then quick turnaround there. Then we wrestle uh, highly ranked Johnson and Wales. Um, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a great field at the Bud Whitehill duel. So we got a lot of good dual meets, um, you know, for these guys. And I know they're chomping at the bit. It's been a little bit since they've been on the mat. So just talk about those matchups um, and, uh, you know, uh, what what are guys are looking forward to competing against those programs? Yeah, I mean, you know, starting off next weekend, I think it's going to be exciting to go to this tournament. I mean, at this juncture, we have no idea who we're competing against, um, what the match order is going to be or anything like that. So so we're just training and preparing. We're we're preparing to be the best version of ourselves, right? Every day we show up at practice, the goal is to beat ourselves, find things, find flaws in our games, find things that we do well, continue to master them and, and move forward. So you know, it's no pressure on us or, you know, no sweat off our back that we do or don't know who we're going to wrestle at the Bud White Hill duels. We're just excited for the opportunity to be in a dual meet tournament. Um, and, and from what we've been able to see, it should be a competitive um, and interesting field, you know, and then <clears throat> we come off of, you know, maybe four or five, six dual meets in those two days. And we, we prepare for the next following Saturday, our MAC championships. Um, you know, which we take a lot of pride in, uh, in, in the ability to compete in a conference. We take a lot of pride in the ability to have the potential to win a conference championship each year as a team and, and for individuals to win the conference championship. So we're going to prepare and make sure that we're ready and feeling good for that event. Um, and then like you had alluded to, Anthony, the following weekend after that, I think it's like the 27th, 28th, 29th. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, we, we heavily stacked that weekend, um, you know, a little bit on purpose, a little bit on happenstance, just timings to get teams on the schedule that we wanted to get on there, some scheduling conflicts with some other schools and their home facilities. But, you know, we're going to do a dual meet on Friday night against uh, NYU at home, like you had mentioned. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter where we are ranked, where NYU is ranked. That's a rivalry and and we enjoy it. I know NYU enjoys it. We We love to um, we love to promote it. We, we love the intensity that comes behind that dual meet. It, it's good for the sport. It's good for division three wrestling. It's good for both of our communities. Um, so we're excited to put on a good, you know, be a great host for that event and, and pack Canavan arena. 
And then we have a quick turnaround. We head up to uh, Rhode Island, uh, where, like you said, uh, on Saturday night, I think it's a 6 p.m. duel. Um, we'll duel Roger Williams um, in uh, on their turf. Uh, and, and we've never, you know, we dueled Roger or Johnson Wales. Um, maybe it was a, a couple of years ago. I don't remember. Um, yeah, but, before before COVID. The last time was in 2020. Yep. Okay. Pre-COVID, we wrestled Johnson and Wales here. So now we've had the opportunity now to go back to them. So we're going to go back to them and duel. Uh, and like you had said, Ant, a highly ranked team. They're wrestling right now at national duels. Um, it, it should be a great match. Um, you know, we're excited for that opportunity to just hopefully get some really good matchups in the duel. Um, you know, hopefully they're ready to go toe to toe with our best guys and we're ready to go toe to toe with theirs. And, and both teams are healthy and capable of doing that. So we can put on a good show for, you know, everybody who's going to be watching, because, you know, if, if we go head to head with their best guys at every weight class, you know, um, division three wrestling will be tuning in and watching that match, um, because there's going to be a lot of implications. So, so we're excited to have that opportunity. Um, and then they host an open tournament the day after. So we'll travel up there with our whole team and get everybody on the mat on Sunday for an opportunity for, you know, our maybe twos, threes, fours to, to get in there and compete in a tournament. Um, and then another turnaround the following weekend where we wrestled TCNJ, another in-state, uh, you know, or an in-state rival, but another rivalry match. Um, and that'll be tri meted with, um, Averitt, you know, who's a, a, um, a regional team that we'll see at the Southeast regional who have a couple of good tough guys on their team. So, you know, we'll be prepared for that match. Um, and, and we'll be, we'll be really dialed in and ready to wrestle TCNJ. Um, as we always are, you know, that's a back and forth duel every year. We, we trade or we steal two, they steal two in a row. So it's, it's, um, it's another exciting opportunity to get on the mats and compete. And then we round out February dual meet schedule with York, um, you know, who's a top flight team in our conference. Um, and, uh, and obviously we'll be in our region as well. So we're excited to, uh, you know, cap off another season with and ending on a dual meet with, with York, like we have in the past. Yeah, so a lot for, for you guys, fans-wise, to look forward to. Um, you know, like we said, it, it's been a bit in a, a little bit of a break for us, so we know you guys are excited to get back on the mats and, and watch. So, um, so yeah, starting next weekend, it should be good. You know, starting moving forward with Bud Whitehill duels and carry, carry that momentum as we wrap up intercession, get back into classes, and, you know, uh, get back into our conference championships and move forward. So it should be really good. A lot, a lot of good those matchups. matches will be at home, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll be at home for NYU on Friday night, that rivalry match. We'll be home for that try meet against TCNJ and Averitt, um, on that first Saturday of February. And then our last dual meet against York will also be home. And that's when we'll, we'll have senior night against York. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, that that's correct. So, so yeah, good bit of away and a home for us. Um, and uh, the guys will be really well prepared. You know, plenty of uh, practice time under their belt as we, we kind of move forward. Um, again, continue to make sure you're following us on uh, on social media. We'll continue to update you that way, um, as long with this podcast and, and the newsletter, which uh, we'll get that newsletter out uh, here soon. So just be on the yeah, lookout for I'll, that. I'll, yeah, I definitely wanted to touch on that too, Ant. You know, it's, uh, for those of you who tune into the newsletter and appreciate reading that, um, just be patient. We don't, we don't want to send it out prematurely. We're hoping to hold off until we get more information from Lycoming on, on what um, the Bud Whitehill duels will entail match wise. And, and um, that way families can better prepare on what the timing is going to be like for those dual meets. Um, and, and like you had said, Ant, please, you know, uh, 
follow us on social media, you know, reshare, post those, those pictures that we're putting out there. Um, we're really excited about a, a new social media software that's um, been assisting us in our new posts and stuff like that. And we're really trying to up our game and, and, and make sure that we're providing you guys with as much um, information as we can and keep you guys dialed in with the program. So, you know, please give us some feedback. And I think one other thing to look forward to, um, Ant, that, that uh, you and I have been putting a lot of work in um, without giving too much detail, we put in a, a lot of research in on, on the history of Division Three wrestling, um, and and in in more specifics, the history of the Division Three national championships, um, and uh, and team placements and finishes and number of qualifiers versus number of All Americans and uh, and team placements come the end of the tournament. So, you know, um, that just kind of scratches the surface on some research that Anthony and I have been doing for the last several months here. Uh, and we're hoping to, in the next couple of weeks, um, put something out on social media and maybe maybe a news article on our website, um, just uh, about about some things that the the Ducks have accomplished uh, in the last couple of years that that have been pretty notable on the national stage. Yeah, no, that that's been that's been a fun little project for us. Um, you know, kind of doing a deep dive into all those national championships, which for people don't know, uh, D three wasn't around all the time with NCAA. Um, you know, Division Three Athletics started in 1974, uh, and, uh, you know, it's obviously been growing since. And, you know, here we are now in 2023. It's the the biggest NCAA wrestling platform at any division. So it's fun to be a part of. It's fun to be, you know, making these historic marks and doing these things. And, uh, you know, we just got a great bunch of guys that are, are motivated to continue to build on the history that has been happening this last decade. So it's good. Yeah, we'll have to tie that post into a uh... – into a podcast. We'll have, to, we'll have to put those out together. So everybody, um, you know, has the full, full background on what we're, what we're sending out, but that, that'll be an exciting, an exciting one to talk through. Yeah. I might need to tag some people too, and do some fact checking because <laughs> after, <laughs> after 1995, it got a little uh, tricky to, to, you know, find those details, but I think, yeah. uh, I think we, I think we got down pretty good. So. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, again, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, continue to share, share the content. And uh, we look forward to, you know, seeing our next competition. Thanks for listening, everybody.